Thank you for tuning in to another fun episode with your favorite mouse moms, Lori. That's me, Jennifer. Hello. Bonjour. <laughs> Juliana. What's up? She spoiled my bonjour. <laughs> this week, we are so excited and honored to have our special guest, Jen LaForge, an amazing YouTuber that covers all, of course, all of our favorite things, Disney. Um, so first, a little bit about Jen. After a 25-year career, Jen took a one-year grown-up gap year, which is awesome. I and love that. Right? I want a grown-up gap year. Me too. <laughs> and decided or like to- decade. Or decade. I'd go with maybe a couple years. Um, and decided to document her adventures on YouTube. Three years later, this wife and empty nester, mom of three, has two YouTube channels with over 30,000 subscribers and millions of views. She now is making her living talking all things Disney and lifestyle on her two YouTube channels. Jen LaForge is the one channel and then Joyful Living with Jen LaForge. And loves that she made her passion her day job. You can be found on all things simple, simply as Jen LaForge. Jen also does consulting for an aspiring YouTube creators. So check out her website. Her website is www.jenlaforge.com and we will post that later. Um, for more information, oh, there you go. Thanks, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> so go there for more information. Um, and let's welcome Jen to the show. Hey, ladies, how Hello. are we today? Oh, welcome. Hi. Uh, you're our people. I kind of love you. <laughs> right? I love a woman who, like, takes what she loves and decides to make it her job. Like that's, that's what we, that's what we did. So I love that. So welcome. We're so excited to talk to you. So let's toast you, you, Jen. What are we using to Uh, toast you? Okay. So I'm assuming you all don't find it, even though it's 930 in the morning, too early for tequila. So um, (laughs) no, is it ever too early for tequila? No, no. And we're going to be going with a blood orange margarita. Now you can get this in La Cava, but you can also, and I just found this out, you can order this at the um, San Angel Inn which yeah. I always pronounce wrong. People are like, it's San Angel. <laughs> like, okay. That's way too fancy. Um, yeah, exactly. So, um, and I found that out. You can actually go in there, sit by the water, watch the little boats go by and get just like nachos and a margarita, which is, I mean, La Cava is great too, but I mean, as a nice alternative. So here's our recipe, which I pulled off of the Google. <laughs> because I've never actually, well, I've never actually made it at home, but now I just found out that Drizzly delivers to my house. Um, so yeah, I know. Look at your face. Do you guys know what this is? Do you know what I don't Drizzly know is? Jen knows what this is apparently. Jen and I, no, I don't, but it is. sounds okay. fantastic and something okay. that I need in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. Um, it is in, in 2020, they made it legal. I live here in Georgia and for the longest time you couldn't do alcohol delivery here, but now you can. So they don't sell hard liquor in the grocery stores, but I just found out I could have it delivered to my house. Which is way more convenient anyway. <laughs> awesome. yeah. 
so it's like it's basically uber for booze so i can now get it like if i got off of here in fact maybe i'll do it while we're chatting i was gonna say i'm googling <laughs> drizzly <laughs> yeah drizzly.com okay so um this is going to be an eighth a cup of triple sec three quarters cup of blood orange puree which everyone has hanging around in their freezer. I have no idea how to even attempt that. Um, an eighth a cup of tequila, tequila El Mayor Blanco, a half of a fresh lime, and three eighths a cup of hibiscus syrup. So that is what needs to go into your favorite cocktail. And of course, you're going to serve it on the rocks because that's the way a tequila should be served. So anyway, there you go. There's our cocktail. And now yeah, you love it. The only thing I, I honest to God don't know how to get is blood orange puree. Any thoughts? Anybody know? I mean, I, I would probably it, just get some blood oranges. And I, was then... gonna, I was gonna say, does Amazon do it? Yeah. <laughs> you find anything like, on Amazon. <laughs> do I even know what a blood orange, I mean, like, I'm just trying to think, have I ever even bought a blood, Juliana, have you bought a blood orange at the grocery store? I have. They're hard okay. to find. They don't They're always on have Amazon. them. They're on Amazon. Blood orange. The puree or the actual yep. blood orange? No, the puree. It's on Amazon. Oh, well, that's problem solved. <laughs> well, problem, solved. problem solved. I they can, have find. I can get it here people. by Thursday. It does well, not I look mean, like Drizzly delivers to me. Oh. I'm like, this is the worst day of my life. Sad. <laughs> I'm so sad. I'm so sad, but I love that the three of us heard about that and we all whipped out our phones to yeah. look it up right away because we're like, wait, what? Well, I don't I don't know what that store is. So Amazon's my store. So we're just But Amazon up. doesn't deliver alcohol. Well, but no, but the blood orange okay. puree is an alcohol. So no, 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 no. But drizzly. I know, I know. Well, I gave up on that one. Wow. I'm shutting the door to if anybody heard the dog barking. There are three of them, and you mm. know it's a reality. I was gonna it's, say I got I got two. Usually they're hearing mine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice change <laughs> of pace to not hear Lori's dog. Right. <laughs> Although I'm yeah. sure they they'll answer your dogs back in a minute. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. That has happened. <laughs> so Jen. Yes. You have two YouTube channels. Yes. So tell us about them. Please. That is a lot of work, right? Yeah. So keep in mind, though, this is my day job now. So this is what I do. And, you know, when your kids leave, you find yourself with some time on your hands and you can either spend it. Well, so I had a full time job the whole time they were growing up. And then when they left the house, I was like, I don't really want to do all this anymore. And I'm exhausted. And so we had saved up enough money for me to do this like one year of traveling. And so it was like, okay, for me to not work at all for that one year and just travel. And it helps that my husband's an airline pilot. So airfare wasn't an issue. So that was a big deal. So I started off on this year, which by the way, I highly recommend, especially when your kids leave the nest, because it's such like an emotional time when they leave. <laughs> oh, you won't be sad. Jennifer, let me tell I'm, you, by the time they're sad. ready. Mm -mm. I have number two. Oldest? My oldest will be a sophomore at, at college, and my second is a senior in high school. And then I have a seven year old. So I'm sure okay. I won't be sad by the time she's going to college. You know, but I'm a I little really, sad right now. But here's why this is a great thing for you to plan for. And it's why I think it's so, even if you can't like take a full year off of paid employment, 
make tons of plans that year. I mean, that's what worked for me, right? Because then you're not sitting around waiting for them to call. You're not sitting around with like you're letting them go live their life and you are mm -hmm. investing in your own life. And it kind of, go ahead. I'm sorry. I think this is excellent advice. Yeah, I really do. I love it. I, I mean, so I feel like I just came off a two year adult gap year, but my kids are still at home. So it's a different story. But I will say that when, you know, my in-laws had the same experience I did where they got to live abroad, but the very last year they lived abroad was the same year that they sent their last one to college. And I don't think they were too sad because <laughs> they, yeah, they were busy you, doing something different. And I actually think, Juliana, it's a gift you give them as well, because they feel like, oh, they're, you know, they, they will never admit this, but they want to know that you're okay. Yeah. And so that allows them to live their life and it allows you to live your life. And it becomes just this beautiful thing. And I got to tell you, it didn't kill me that, you know, when my college sons would call, I'd be like in Paris. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, Sorry, honey, I can't help you with that. I'm reception. in Paris. So can we talk a minute about re-entry though? Like after this gap year, and then I promise we'll talk about your, <laughs> your YouTube I mean, no, is having her own little session here. But no, we are fascinated. Well, we all go through similar things, even though we have very different lives, right? Jen's sending hers off. I'm staring down the barrel of sending mine off. I'm in the middle of re-entry right now, which is, even though my kids are still at home. So what was it like coming back? I mean, did this spawn, I guess that does tie into your business, right? Right. So I started recording, I, I documented everything on YouTube. And I used to say, starting it as a hobby, it's not true. Like, it's a lie. I think most people who tell you they start YouTube as a hobby, they're lying. Like, they... They, nobody does that much work as a hobby. I'm sorry. You do it because you hope to make money doing it. That's all there is to it. And I'm sorry, if you're the one YouTuber that disagrees with me, then I apologize. <laughs> not sorry, not sorry. I don't know. I, uh, I, so I had had a blog since 2015. So I kind of had a bit of a social media following in all the different things. I had really let my blog go, but I did at least have a working knowledge of SEO and marketing and, and you know, how to find my viewers and all of that. So I thought, well, I'll do it for a year when I'm not intending to make any money anyway. And if it's monetized by the end of the year, then I can reevaluate. Do I want to keep doing it? What do I want to do? So by the end of that first year, I think I had almost 5,000 subscribers, was fully monetized and was starting to make enough money that I was like, okay, I could see this being a viable source of income to where I did not have to go back to my regular job. And Scott said, well, how long do you think you'll need to make that determination? I'm like, if we can give it another full year of, so basically I was underemployed financially for that second full year. And then just let me give it like my full intentionality, which I had not done the first year, right? The first year it was just Yes, I was setting it up from a professional perspective, but I was definitely playing and just recording what I was playing. Second year, I took it a lot more seriously. And by the end of the second year, I was making enough that I did not have to go back to my full-time job. So that's now what I do for a living. That's, that's awesome. Uh, I don't even know <laughs> what to say. Like that is the coolest thing ever. I'm like way to take a situation where you're like, because me, <laughs> as I prepare to send number two off to college, I'm like, oh, my babies are leaving me. But now you have a new baby. 
you, you're doing the same thing. You're starting. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. This is why we love her. Yeah. This is she. You are us. You are yeah, us. Yeah, really. So, <laughs> well, Mouse come on number you know four. What? And I have to tell you guys, really, when I started, and this is kind of a dark statistic, so I don't want to take a bad turn, but the highest jump in um, people ending their own lives is women between the ages of 35 and 55. Wow. Um, percentage wise, um, higher than any other demographic. And when I read that, this was way back when I started my blog, I was like, what's going on? What are we doing to ourselves? And honest to goodness, I think a lot of it, and this is kind of what I will preach until the day that I die, we do lose our own sense of what motivates us as individuals. 100%. It's all about our families and then it's about our careers and it's about our homes. And we're trying to think, keep the lights on and keep everything running and keep milk in the refrigerator. And there's only so much bandwidth we have. And so we for, we neglect the part of ourselves that is our own passion and our own joy. And not everybody can go and do it the way that I did and make it their career, right? That's a little unattainable. And mine was just a lot of luck and a lot of different circumstances, but we can certainly have a piece, right? Something that we love, that we know, boy, when I have the time, I'm going to develop this thing, no matter what that is. If it's, you know, I took up ballet again. I mean, I, is it learning a language? Is it travel? Whatever the case may be, what can you pick back up that you used to love? And I think that goes a long way towards helping us not go through that kind of falling off a cliff feeling when we transition to a new stage of our lives. So are these the kinds of things that you talk about on your Joyful Living channel? Yeah. So that's what happened. Getting back to the YouTube story, uh, Disney took off as far as views. So I always say the Disney channel is what pays my bills and the Joyful <laughs> Living channel is where my heart is, right? Okay. I love Disney, but it's it's not something that I want to talk about necessarily 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and, and right? Why, why is that, Jen? Why Why not? <laughs> I don't Seriously. not confused. we can't relate. I'm sorry. <laughs> you lost me. <laughs> Wait, is this thing on? What? So 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 no, I'll tell you a quote. I'll I'll tell you a quote I just heard yesterday, and I don't know who to attribute it to. So, you know, creativity is forgetting where you stole something, but uh, <laughs> the, the quote was have a life that's so fantastic that you don't need to escape from it. And that's kind of what how Joyful Living came about because I was running into all of these Disney moms, which this brings it all full circle, right? Who we all love Disney, but I saw a lot of them using Disney as a way to numb, to to tune out, to not, you know, Brene Brown, if you guys are Brene Brown followers, she talks about that. Okay. Yeah, a happy place. I'm, I'm not I'm it, not seeing the problem here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> our happy gonna, place is our our what is it? Blood orange margarita and I was gonna say yeah. tea and I did that for else. I numbed myself for three months. It worked out perfectly fine. <laughs> yes. And, and and I will say that that sometimes seasonal numbing, especially with what we've all been through. You know, if we need to do some sheet caking every once in a while, there is nothing in the world wrong with that. I just think at some point. You want to look at your, you know, that whole everybody's working for the weekend. That's not very fun. Like, what if, if what, what if we woke up every day really happy about our lives, also really happy when we go on vacation, also really happy when we hang out with Disney friends? Like, instead of this, my day to day is such drudgery that I'm just constantly working on a countdown to when I can escape from it because That's you so don't want to live for two weeks a year. 
And so my kids, some of my kids, not my older ones, but my kids spend summers at a, an overnight camp and their mantra is that they live, live 10 months, 10 for two. So they go right. through the motions for 10 months to have these two months of absolute heaven. So what are we teaching our kids in that sentence? That is so interesting. Wow. Yeah. And don't we want, you know, that, I think that's such a great thing for moms to go, what do I want? how do I want my kids to feel when their eyes open in the morning? Do I want them to go, oh my gosh, I got to get through the next three weeks and then I can finally go do something I love. Right. That's not what we want for our yeah. kids. So why would we want that for ourselves? Like we want to wake up going, okay, I am super excited about the day that's ahead of me. Not every day. That's not realistic. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it's that quote. And I think it's from Jane Austen, a Jane Austen book. You know, she crafted a life that she loved. And that's been like my guiding principle is how can I craft an entire life that I love, not just vacations that I love or, or whatever the case may be or happy hours. <laughs> well, I love it. I love both. Happy hours are good though. I love, <laughs> I love all of this behind Joyful Living, but of course we, the three of us, have managed to craft the life that we love surrounding Disney. Yeah. And the four of us are super lucky that we get to do that, right? It's not so right. easy for everybody, not to say it's been easy for any of us, but, <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. So Disney though, since that's sort of the thing, how... How does that fit into your, when, when did your love of Disney start? Tell us about that. Yeah. So I love talking about that. My birthday is actually July 17th, um, which is the day that Disneyland opened. Not the same year. Thank you. I'm not quite that old. But, um, I grew up in Southern California. Uh, well, not, I always, my dad was in the airline, so we moved around a lot, but we lived in California until I was eight. And that's where all of my extended family was from. So my parents actually used to go to Disneyland when they were dating. They would do the Disneyland Saturday nights. They did Aww. the Dapper, they did Dapper Days, the OG Dapper Days. Like if they were not <laughs> being ironic, they were, that was what they wore. And it's funny because people who talk about how I can't believe these grownups that go to Disney without kids, What's funny is Disneyland targeted that audience from day one. Um, the grown-up Disneyland Saturday night obviously was not for children. And it you would go and they would have a live band and my parents would jitterbug and, you know, the whole nine yards. So um, they had a deep love of Disney. I had family members that worked in the parks. And then I grew up going there on my birthday every year, which was always a huge celebration, which I thought was all about me. When well, yes. Um, so yeah, that was kind of my formative years and we only ever would go, this seems so crazy now because we literally lived five miles from the gates of Disneyland. But back in the day, nobody did like annual passes to Disneyland. Like you went maybe once or twice a year and that was it. And we would only ever go for one day. Mm -hmm. And I remember those days like going like, do you remember that when you were little? It was like you would you would look at your your big old Mickey watch and it had been like six hours. And you're like, wait, we just got here. Like just feeling <laughs> like, you know, so I would always have this recurring dream when I was little that I got to stay at Disneyland for, you know, days and days and days and go as often as I wanted. And so as I had kids of my own, we were really broke for a long time. My husband was furloughed from the airlines. We had years of unemployment, but then when we could finally afford to take them um, to Disneyland at first and then to Disney World, it was such a big deal for me to introduce that to my kids. So then fast forward after many years of vacationing, we ended up purchasing Disney Vacation Club in 2012. 
And it's just always been kind of part of our culture as a family is that's what we do. Now, we do lots of other vacations too. Um, my kids have been all over the world because my husband's an airline pilot, so we've been able to do that. But I always say Disney is our lake house. So when people are like, I can't believe you're going to Disney again. Well, you don't say that to someone who goes to their lake house every year. You don't say that to people who go to Vegas every year. But for some reason, people who do Disney, it's got this like weird stigma. And I'm like, it's just where it's not our family memories. It's the context of our family memories. Like that's where I can like put a stake in the ground that year after year, that's where those memories were made. So, yeah. I love that. That's very much like my family too. My, my parents bought into DVC in 92. Wow. So I kind of not grew up cause I was already in college by then, but um, I knew that it was something that I wanted to do for my family. So I remember my son, my oldest was 10 months old and my husband had a um, medical conference in Disney. We stayed at the boardwalk. I said, let's go make an appointment here to talk to the DVC people. He looked at me. He said, we're going to be coming here a lot, aren't we? And I said, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we have, and you're absolutely right. It's that thing where, you know, even at, you know, 19 and 17, my kids still look forward to going with us. And it's that family vacation where we're, we know that we're all going to be together. You know, we go, we go to Cape Cod every year and rent a house and we're all together in the house, but like they're sleeping in and going off on their own at the beach and doing this and that and that. But when we're in Disney, we're like all taking the crazy pictures together on rock and roller coaster and all, you know, eating together at Chef Mickey's. So it's just a different vibe, but you're absolutely right. It does get that stigma. You know, nobody ever questions that we go to the Cape every year, but uh, you're going to Disney again is always a sentence that I hear that I just, I just can't. I was going to say, I love, I love the statement that it's like a lake house. That's what I'm using from here on out. Yes, absolutely. Which is my other happy place. Yes. But haters going to hate. Yeah. So (laughs) I totally, I relate to the part about being a kid. I moved to the Tampa area when I was in sixth grade and same thing. I would see the grand and be like, someday I'm going to stay there. So like for my family and our listeners and Jen and Lori have heard this before, but for my family, it was like the biggest deal. I couldn't wait to take them. And my husband gave me a one and done scenario, like have at it, go nuts. And you know, the rest is history. We, I had at it, I went nuts and my kids now 11 and 13 are counting down the days till we go back again. And, um, yeah, I did that- not get as much buy-in from my husband. So I had to start a travel agency. So <laughs> that's what I was going to ask that Juliana. So of, of the three of you, so I have a reluctant Disney spouse as well. Who else had it? Like are, Juliana, Lori, and Jennifer are your husbands or spouses, I should say, partners. Are they I as, was as say, old? Mine, mine brought, bought in pretty quickly. He proposed to me in front of Cinderella's castle. At, <laughs> oh. So he he knew from the get go that okay, this is what this is what this is going to be. So I, I think after doing that, he knew where the, all this was going. I yeah. still need to convince him on DVC because that's what I would like. Um, but he is also, you know, he, Lori, I did a whole video about that on my channel. I saw yes. that and I actually showed it to him last night. He's like, I'm not watching that right now. It's a video of how to convince your husband to yes. buy in. To de- Will you use the grandparents angle? Because that's a great one. We'll use it with there's our your grandchildren. Yeah, there's your next video. 
Yeah. Yeah. The whole, you know, there is that emotional and, you know, Disney leans into that hard. Mm -hmm. I can't remember which year it was. I I always go back and watch the old DVC promotional videos, like on the treadmill, because they make me happy. I don't know why, but (laughs) like, how many times can I watch about the magical suitcase? Apparently a lot of times, but um, the whole thing about you can use it this year for this and then someday for your your granddaughter to go on her honeymoon and it's like this whole it's like first of all am I going to live to be 170 years old (laughs) evidently um but it's that that tie to the generational piece of it that I think gets so many people and you know it isn't DVC isn't right for everybody I'm always really quick to say that it's a huge financial commitment I think the lake house analogy works really well with Disney Vacation Club because you're paying about as much with the difference being that when it's done, you don't sell it and it's part of your estate. You know, I mean, you hope you use it and it's used up and that's all there is to it. But um, yeah, I mean, my, my husband, uh, we did go to Disneyland on our honeymoon Um, on our way back from Hawaii. We spent one night in Disneyland. Um, He's, he'll go once a year with me, but he's not nearly as, as into it as I am, but he, he does love me and he wants to stay married. So (laughs) I think that's where, where my husband is. He is not naive to the fact that this is going to be part of our lives forever. I think our decision for DVC was more of a financial one because we have four kids. And so that um, right there, four kids, two adults, family of six, staying in Disney once, not even if we went once a year, which we do, but um, financially, it made more sense for us. So yeah, I think that was that's us where his thinking was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because one hotel room just ceases to work when you no. have three children, even if they say you can fit. You know, five people in there. not when know. those children we're, we're, are adults and yeah, you know, taller than me. <laughs> we're getting there because I have three boys, and we're. I was saying to Jen, like we we're getting there. I my youngest is three, so now he counts as a person. Yeah, in the in the rooms. <laughs> And yeah, and Lori, you know, the washer and dryer with three boys is what will change your life. Like, that's, uh, yeah. you know, people, Scott's always like, sometimes I swear the only reason we bought DVC is because you wanted a washer and dryer. I'm like, you are not wrong. Like, no. I am a person, I have to stay on Disney property. I'm a bubble person. You know, yeah. there's bubble people and there's non-bubble people. There's people no, that there's, go to like Golden Corral for lunch. And I'm like, there's bubble yeah. people and crazy people. That's what yeah. there is. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, no, Back to I you. agree. So you obviously did a whole one on DVC, which, which got us on that. What else do you talk about on your YouTube channel? What, if I were flipping through, what is it that I'm going to find on your Disney channel? Um, a lot of snark. Um, (laughs) I, um, yeah, I, I, uh, okay. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of insider information about influencers who are on the Disney PR list. And you may already know this. Disney does not pay you. Um, They give you free tickets to things, but you don't get paid. So I would see a lot of influencers in our genre, um, back when I was a blogger too, who would think that that was like the be all and end all. And I'm like, I would rather pay my, my own way and then say exactly what I think and be really, really honest about it, right? So like one of my videos that has been the most watched recently was my Grand Floridian review where I talked about I the fact was- that- yeah, I was going to bring that one up because yeah. um, 
that one spoke to me because we, yeah. Lori and I just stayed there a couple of weeks ago and yeah. I was not impressed. I was very underwhelmed and it was so refreshing to see because you're right. A lot of the YouTubers and bloggers and vloggers will post these things where everything is sunshine and roses. And the three of us, we are very honest. And if we don't like something, we're going to tell you that because, you yeah. know, our, our other gig is travel agents. And I don't ever want somebody to come back to me and say that they were disappointed when I kind of knew that they would be, <laughs> you know, I so I so appreciate that. Yeah, I think credibility. And I try never to be like... I think you can be honest without being negative, right? Yes. Like I hope what came across in that video was cast members were amazing. This was amazing. This was amazing. I'm always about value, which doesn't always mean cheap. And right. you know, you can pay a lot of money for something. Like for instance, the VIP tours, I think those are worth it all day, every day. Yes. It's obscenely expensive, but what you get with that right. cast member for the money that you're paying especially if you're like someone that only has two days to be in Disney and, and this is it for you or whatever the case may be, could totally be worth the money. So it's not always about the money that you're spending, but I will tell you, I was shocked at what we paid for that room when, especially compared to we had just left Coronado Springs and had such a fantastic like five-star experience and had paid less than a third the price. Right. You know, so yeah. anyway, I, I'm kind of, known for calling it how I see it. As always, it's my opinion. Like there were people that were Grand Floridian apologists that got on there and I thought we're gonna murder me, you know? <laughs> it is the best hotel ever. D true, D one person said, true Disney fans know what they're paying for and they get it. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not a true Disney fan, sorry. <laughs> that. I think you, I think the mistake is, you can be a lover of Disney and still see where they've made mistakes. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, we happen to be very influential ourselves because we're pretty <laughs> sure they listen <laughs> and they've taken some of our suggestions in the past. It's true. Yeah. True. yeah. That, that clown, that creepy clown pool at the boardwalk. Gone. One gone. podcast episode about how scary I, that I was. I actually heard that that was you girls. I yes. actually heard that. Yeah. Absolutely. So I was like, oh, I hope they like me. I don't want to get on their list. <laughs> you are no a more smart woman. Yep, you are a smart woman. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But I do love that. And I really do. I was sitting there watching the Grand Floridian video and I'm like, oh, she's right. Oh, she is right. Because it's true. It's all about the, the bang for your buck. And when you're talking about that kind of money, you want to make sure that you are getting what you pay for. And if you're not, I want to tell people that. And then if you choose to stay there anyway, my conscience is clear <laughs> and you might love it. Well, and as, exactly. As tra travel agents, right? It's our responsibility to both advise and listen. So yeah, right. if we can tell you, this is what we really, this is the best vacation I think for you. But if that's not what you want, it's not what you want. And I will make it the best I can with what you want. But yes, we are, we're a little too honest. Sometimes. I was going to say, and we have this. So we can also, when we really want to put our opinions out there, we can put it on the podcast <laughs> and the boss are like listening. Said, so that's separate. Because <laughs> like you said, it's an independent thing. Yep. Right. right. So what made you start doing? So we know what made you start doing the, um, the joyful living, which I love. What made you start doing the Disney podcast or the Disney YouTube? And that was first, right? 
Exactly. Well, I, I started doing Disney YouTube specifically because when we were on the, I'm a researcher. Well, we all are clearly, I mean, we wouldn't be doing what we, what we all do if we weren't researchers in our hearts. Um, but I, when we went to buy Disney Vacation Club, I had a very hard time finding authentic information from actual owners. I could find a lot from resale brokers. Of course, I could find a lot from Disney, but there just wasn't a lot out there at that time three years ago that was, this is how it works. This is the product. Here's the pros. Here's the cons. Really objective. Um, and so that I decided, I, someone had given me advice a long time ago to try to if you're going to start a YouTube channel, try to meet a need that you had. Well, I had a need for accurate and thorough information about Disney Vacation Club, and I could not find it. Now there's a lot more YouTubers that talk about it. Um, but I wanted to be very honest with people. And it is a very complicated uh, product. So like if you're a person, and Jennifer, you know this, if you just want to pick up a phone and book a vacation three months in advance, Disney Vacation Club is a horrible idea for you. <laughs> horrible. You need to be calling your Disney travel agent and letting her do everything for you. If, however, you're someone who plans way in advance, it can be a great product. Um, so the very first video I did, um, and Juliana, I really had not intended for the entire focus of the channel to be Disney, mm. but mm. you know, the market leads your decisions. Mm. And that very first video I did went crazy. And I think it's, I don't know how many views it's had now, but a lot. I still make a lot of money every month off of that one video, which was very poor quality in my view. Like I look back at it and cringe, but it's still like the most watched video on my channel. So, you know, we don't, we don't mess with it. Um, but so that was kind of what took off. And I realized that that's what was going to get traction. And I did run Disney for a while. And for a while I would do all of the run Disney races. So I knew I had all that content and it's what I know. It's what I'm super, super knowledgeable, knowledgeable about. So it kind of made sense. So yeah, that's just kind of how it started. I do a lot of luxury Disney too. A lot of higher end dining and things like the VIP tours, things like that. Um, and that's kind of a, a niche market for me, which is great because I can write off when I do stuff. <laughs> yep. We can't, we can't relate at all. Yeah. <laughs> we, I was uh, just reading, I was reading the IRS thing the other day and it said, you know, you have to be careful what you write off because you can't go to a five-star hotel unless your niche is five-star hotels. And I'm like, check and check. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's kind of where we are. And we, we really gave it a good solid try to stay value and on day two i walked into the polynesian and said what do you have available tonight <laughs> yeah. yeah so for, for ourselves that. we're definitely in the deluxe niche as well so yeah. um okay. and I, I would rather go less often right and and do higher end trips that's just you know just my thing Agreed. Yeah, Me too. I like to be spoiled on vacation and it's still vacation. Um, so would you be willing to play a little game with us? Absolutely. I'm always <laughs> ready to play a game. Right. So we have this or that. All right. Okay. And some of these are going to be a little challenging for you. Are we playing too? Oh, are we all playing? Are we well, I think we I should let know. Jen answer let's, first. Yeah, let's let's so yeah. And really then we'll curious. tell her who's right or wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get one of those like buzzers that's like <laughs> wrong? <laughs> <laughs> for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
<laughs> All right. So this wrong some... lever cross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna read two things, and you tell us which which one would be your preference. Okay, you ready? Ready. All right. Disneyland or Walt Disney World? Disneyland. Oh. Okay, Ooh. we're gonna have to expand. Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, it depends on the trip, obviously. There's a lot of variables, but if you gave me three days, for instance, and said I had to go to one or the other at Disneyland, it's because it's my home park. It's where my my formative memories are. Um, it's the connection to Walt Disney. It's the history. I did the the walk in Walt's Disneyland footsteps tour a few years yeah. ago. And you guys, I got in so much trouble because when you go up to the apartment, have y'all done it? No, we're no. waiting for it to come back to book our trip, actually. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so when, when you go up to the apartment and there's where the lamp is, right? And it's in this little like window and they, they're very specific. We're not going to step past this line because guests can see up into the apartment. I rush towards the window like some kind of, I don't know, obsessed fly going like towards it. the light. Yeah. And, and, they, and they only allow like six guests up there at a time because it's a very small space. And she was like, let's remember that we're not to go past this line. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was totally me. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Um, and now yeah. we are no longer allowed back in Walt's apartment, ladies. That's <laughs> fault. Uh, we are no longer welcome at Disneyland. Um so yeah, there's there's just the intimacy of it. And I always tell people it's Disney World is a full resort vacation experience. Disneyland is like a jewel box. It's like this very intimate, much smaller, a lot less walking and a lot more experiences that as a grown-up Disney fan, I feel the need to just like kind of dwell in, if that makes sense. And I just completely nerd out when I'm at Disneyland. Disney World's where I hang out with my family and we go crazy and we're for a sweaty mess. Disneyland is where I kind of embrace my love of Disney. Yeah, it's more, it's more of a nostalgic. Yeah. Even yes. if it's not your home park, like I grew up with Orlando and I still find Disneyland the more nostalgic park because it is yeah. the oh, it OG. Is. Yeah. But yeah. I think this is an impossible question and I, for one, refuse to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> it's your Sophie's Choice question. Nope, I'm, not, I'm out. Not nope. Done. No, I'm Done. Orlando. I have to be though. I was going to say, I grew up in Orlando, but we went to Disneyland for the first time, I think like two, two years ago, two and a half years ago, something like that. And I absolutely loved it. I didn't realize how much I was going to love Disneyland as much as I did. And now my husband actually prefers Disneyland over Walt Disney World. I think it's because the vacation's shorter. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, I just, my kids loved it. My nine-year-old is so into Walt Disney and all the history that mm -hmm. it's, he loved it there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it's really an amazing park with some amazing history behind it that I think, you know, the Walt Disney World one lost a little history to it. Yeah. Well, and, and let's just say the, the humidity um, situation. <laughs> I, Doesn't uh, help. I, I live in Atlanta. Okay. I, I Can you see my windows right now? <laughs> like I, I don't need any more humidity in my life. So when I can go to California, that weather just, there is something about the weather is slightly yeah, better. Is Sorry. Beautiful. Okay. Yep. Hilton Head or Vera Beach? Oh, Vera Beach. Really? Really? Interesting. 
So Vero Beach was actually our first DVC contract. Um, and I don't love that. Um, I'm getting a little bit of feedback. Are you guys hearing that? I, I'm hearing my own voice just a little bit. A little bit. Um, yeah, a little bit, but it's not It's Lori's fault. Um, of course. I, I'm just hoping it's not something that I'm doing. I always think it's me. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the reason, and I just went to Hilton Head for the first time. I don't love that it's not right on the ocean. Um, I love Vero because you don't have to go to the, I love the beach house. That was a cool experience, but I like Vero being right on the Atlantic Ocean. It's a lot That's wilder beach there and all of that, but it feels more like a true beach trip to me. That is true. I have not stayed at Hilton Head yet, but we've done Vero Beach and we we loved it. It was a great vacation. You still have that Disney quality. It's gorgeous. The cast members were amazing. But I do still yeah. want to do Hilton Head. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I mean, go and never be able to vote. That. <laughs> um, I think the next one is impossible to answer. Um, Disney Cruise or Alani? Yeah. yeah. No, it's not for me. Okay. No. Mm -mm. All right. Um, so I, you guys, I don't like Alani. <gasps> the oh three God. of us. Hang on. To be fair, the three of us have never been to Alani. We all make these gasping faces, but none of us have been. I'm afraid that I'm not going to like it either. So we're going okay. to Hawaii next summer. Okay. Are you and staying in Alani? Only for part of the time? No, that's what you should do. Okay, so here's why. And I have a very specific reason as to why. I grew up going to Hawaii as a kid. My parents had friends that owned a condo on the island of Kauai. And so we went there most summers when I was growing up. Um, Alani is in a place called Koalina, which is beautiful, but is very much like Destin, Florida. Mm -hmm. um, it is, I it, love Destin, Florida. Okay, well, there you go. Then there you go. But it does not as much as they have tried. Koalina is kind of a very commercialized, very fakish type of a situation. Okay. For little kids, it is so spectacular. It is all the things you love about Disney. They do really immerse you in the Hawaiian culture, all of those things. Okay. So it has nothing to do with Disney. It honestly has to do with Honolulu. And I just don't like that area. Um, I much prefer one of the smaller islands or the North shore. If you, right. if you're going to go to Oahu, the North shore is where I would prefer to stay. But I think Alani for a few nights is great. Um, because you get the Disney immersion and it's such an amazing experience, but you really just want to stay at the resort. Right. But then to actually tour Hawaii, I don't think it's a great place for that. So is, is, is it in a decent location for jumping off to other islands or would you go and stay on other islands? Um, well, it, it is as far as, because everything's very close and, you know, the inner island, um, airlines, it's, it's really odd because you really, you don't really just want to go for the day, but it's very easy to fly in out of Honolulu to go anywhere else. So it really is easy. But also if you want to stay on Oahu, the North shore definitely has more of an authentic Hawaiian feeling to it. And, you know, my complaints about Alani are what a lot of people say about Honolulu in general. You know, Waikiki right. and all that is not true right. Hawaii. Hawaii. Right. But again, it's what I grew up with. I mean, when we got to Kauai and there was no air conditioning, I was excited. Because to me, having air conditioning in Hawaii is very strange. Like, you're, you're supposed to 
have the windows open and the trade breeze and, and, you know, all of that. So it's a lot of that's very specific to me. Right. Um, and uh, Alani is in a decent location. You would still want to have a car. Like if you're going to do Diamond yes. Head and you're going to do mm-hmm. Pearl Harbor and all mm-hmm. of that, you're definitely going to want a car. But I don't know. We were sitting, we were sitting in our, on our chairs on the beach and the couple next to us was in Atlanta. Everybody goes off of what exit you live off of. <laughs> and we live off of exit 10 and then we start chatting with this couple and they live in exit 12. And I was oh, like, okay, funny. that's just not. That is wild. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, I think here's my plan for Alani. I want to go to Hawaii, travel around because we love hiking and nature and volcanoes yes. and all that stuff. And then at the end of that, I want to spend a good few days chilling and getting spoiled at Alani. That's what I want to yeah. do. Juliana, I think that's the perfect plan because that way you can do the spa there. You can really soak everything in. Right. And um, so when you say we are going next summer, do you mean me and you? Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't hear about these plans. Well, I, I, I assumed it was the four of us. Was you, I what you wrong? Need to do, you need to make sure that my husband listens to this episode because he's in charge. It's our 20th wedding anniversary next uh, It summer. was mine last year. I'm just saying, Cody. Oh. I have a couple years. We could celebrate early. Yeah. There you go. All right. Moving on. Polly or Grand Floridian? Oh, this one's easy. Polly. Clearly. (laughs) You're right. Yeah. You're right. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Not even necessary for discussing. Coronado or Caribbean? So Coronado Springs or Caribbean Beach? Coronado Springs. And I've never, having said that, I've never stayed at Caribbean Beach. So that, but I've, I've recently decided that I am going to retire in a tower room in Coronado Springs. So (laughs) that's kind of like when they opened up the tower, which I had loved Coronado Springs before that, but that Grand Destino Tower, y'all, I just am completely enamored with it. Absolutely adore it. I'm staying there in a month and a half. I'm very excited. Oh, you will love it. So I think Jen and Lori are going to disagree with us, but I vote Coronado as well. But, the, but you can't I've never stayed in the diamond. tower. I would really like to stay yeah. in the tower. I did not like the regular Coronado. I was going to say, I've never stayed in the tower, but I really dislike Caribbean. So I, I'd go Coronado anyways. Would I, you? See, I thought you were going to say because of the Skyliner. I do like the Skyliner. I do like, I love the Skyliner. It, to me, the Caribbean is just not worth I, I just I can't it's too laid out I can't I do like it, it I can't but I do love the Skyliner I just yeah, yeah I, I can't it's do the it only reason to stay there and now I, Coronado, I really, yeah I really like Coronado a lot yeah and now Coronado has Sangria University so I'm even more that's true that's true <laughs> Well, and when you're in the tower, this is what Scott and I found when we were there in May, which by the way, my husband, who is the reluctant Disney person, adored Coronado, the Grand Destino Tower in particular. You can go to everything without ever going outside yeah. um, because they have the covered, you know, the air conditioned walkways. And right. so honestly, I, I'm not a travel agent, but I think as far as bang for the buck, I think Grandestino Tower is the best value on Disney property right now. It's like a deluxe resort with a moderate price tag. As a travel agent, that is the, that is the line. It is just what Jen said. It is technically a moderate, right? Price-wise, it's in that category, but this is a deluxe hotel. Yeah. Um, Now I stayed club level there. Um, and I will tell you that the club level I've stayed club level, most of the deluxe resorts, except for the grand Floridian, 
hands down the best club level on all of really? Disney property. Oh. And I talked to the manager there and he said that that was actually going to be their flagship club level for what they were going to model all of the club levels after. Y'all, they would give us champagne all day. And I'm not talking like Prosecco or sparkling wine, like actual champagne. There was a chef up there every evening. At, they at had Mickey waffles. Yes, at Grand Destino. There, it, it's, you should go watch my video on it, Juliana. I because might, I might need to upgrade. They need to be more club level. Oh, it, it, it is, it, yeah, I don't even have words. It is absolutely spectacular. And we got shut down. I didn't get to film as much as I wanted because the club level had literally just opened and they had a lot of Disney brass up there and, and they were not enjoying me filming. It's the first, it's the only time I've ever been asked to, to stop filming. And I'm not obnoxious, right? I don't have like a big old, I mean, I was literally filming on my phone. Um, hmm. but they want to keep it very private and exclusive and whatever they've probably, well, it's not open right now. I think it opens, reopens in December. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I think so. Okay. okay. So yeah, you need to do that. I, I, <laughs> I will. Um, all right. So magic kingdom or Epcot. Uh, so I feel dirt. like this is my Disneyland or Disney world question. It depends on who I'm with. Um, I would say in later years, Epcot more just because of, of the drinking. <laughs> yep. of course. We only she... last in magic kingdom till like four or 5 PM because. Yeah. We're yeah. Okay. But she if we are is magic one of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I will say this, you guys, I have friends, uh, several friends actually that are club 33 members. So I oh. have gone to magic kingdom and basically stayed in the club the majority of the day and, and just hung out there, which you well, can't that's how you do the magic kingdom. I need new friends. Yeah. My friend. Um, <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean or Splash Mountain? Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, I, yes! I, yeah, yeah. I don't dislike <laughs> Splash Mountain, but I also don't love getting soaking wet on rides and, you know. How do you feel about the Princess and the Frog proposed Stop it. revamp of Splash no, Mountain? No, I'm all for it. I'm all, all for it, 100%. 100% all for it. Yeah. Laura is a bit triggered. Or Halloween at Disney? Say it again. Christmas at Disney or Halloween at Disney? Christmas. Yeah, okay. I'm in fact, this morning, my travel agent, um, which even though we're DVC members, I do have a wonderful Disney travel planner that does my Good trips for girl. me when it's not DVC. <laughs> um, and I always recommend that. Um, so she got me tickets to the extremely overpriced uh, yes. Disney Christmas party. Extremely overpriced, <laughs> um, but good for yeah. you. Although, let me say this. <laughs> I'm going in November, number one. So with my discount, the ticket was $159. So I feel like everybody that's, that's talking about bad. it is talking about the December rates. And it's four hours, not three, like the Halloween party. And I'm also a person who had no problem paying for the after hour events. I thought those were phenomenal. So it's not that big of a jump from what they used to charge. And when I found out they had the Christmas parade, I was like, yeah take all my money. Now it's yeah. just myself because I'm doing a girlfriend's trip that time in November. If it was our family of five, of course, I'm not going to do that. I mean, that's like a house payment, but <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. that is true. That is true. Well, we just came back from boobash. So we've got a, a lot to say about that one, but 
Um, that's, that's interesting. So if you are into merchandise, Loungefly or Vera Bradley? Vera Bradley, I do not like the Loungefly bags. And I realize that someone might take away my Disney card, but no. I'm a very practical, <laughs> I'm a very the practical three of us, girl. The three of us have different opinions about Yeah, we do. Things, I would I'm say I'm Loungefly. They are not Loungefly. I'm Vera. Yeah. I, to yeah. be fair, I have Vera and Loungefly. I have both. <laughs> they did have but the I like cutest, cutest little Yoda backpack Loungefly yes. that I really was tempted, but I just don't want to start collecting one more thing. Yeah, <laughs> I do have a couple of Loungefly that are outfit specific. Like I happen to have a Monsters Inc. dress and then I have a Sully backpack that how can you uh, not wear a Sully yeah. backpack yes. with your Monsters Inc. dress? I mean, well, you know. that's a different story. Well, and I will say Loungefly <laughs> is great to complete an outfit. Like if, if it's for, say, for like the Halloween party. OK, that could be a whole thing. But for a tour, for a park touring bag. Right. It's just not practical for me. That is a cute nerve. way to do Halloween because these girls won't won't put costumes on for me. But that would be a cute way. I wore a yeah, mask last year. Yeah, we wore a mask. We for wore COVID. <laughs> they were Sanderson sisters. Yeah. Now. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Moving on. Ingrate. You're an ingrate. <laughs> Mickey Pretzel or Mickey Bar? Uh... Can I say neither? Um, I'm, I'm an ice cream sandwich girl. And also, yeah. <laughs> also, the Mickey pretzels are disgusting. The only pretzels a person should consume at Disney World are the ones in Germany that are oh, like bigger than your head. See, I'm uh -huh. the opposite. I don't like the ones in Germany. I don't uh, got no. it. Well, Lori, like you're wrong. I didn't <laughs> like it. We tried. Lori, we compared. We did a family comparison and I didn't like Germany's. That's because you're Canadian. Maybe. I Maybe. don't know what that has to do with it. I don't know either. <laughs> okay, I have two more questions and these are very okay. important ones. Yes. Okay. Disney by yourself or with other adults maybe or Disney with your family? That is impossible to choose because to me, that's two completely different trips. Like I've done quite a bit of solo traveling and I, I absolutely adore it. I think... If, unless you're like a crazy extrovert, which even if you are, because you can still chat with people, right? Like I love solo trips. Everybody loves that. Yeah. It's true. Even, even with COVID, like I went to Hilton Head by myself um, in the height of COVID and we're like six feet apart in our lounge chairs chatting away with, I mean, me by myself, you know, with the people that I met, whatever. So um, I love both. And as my boys are getting older, they are wanting to go to Disney less so um, I, I can't even answer that. Like it's to me, hard. it literally is like two completely different vacations. Does say, that make sense? For yes, me, it yes. depends on the day. Like yesterday by myself, my kids were <laughs> <laughs> Lori, the question wasn't, do you want to live with your family? <laughs> I already but, said yesterday, I was going back to Canada. My kids can't follow. I was done. So yesterday oh would have been a trip to Disney by myself. You have, Lori's, have a legit escape hatch. I do. Yeah, you do. Wow. <laughs> you are in the thick of things. Like we have all been there, done that. And we're starting to see the light of, you know, a, a gap year. <laughs> and you are... No, but see, no. this morning my kids were lovely, and this morning I would totally all go together as a family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lori, watch out for that. That's how they get you. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh no, they're tricky. They're tricky. Those tricky kids. <laughs> My dad used to say that that God knew he had to make babies super, super cute because otherwise no one would put up with that. That's yep. true. No one would have more than one, that's for sure. That's, that's right, for sure. That's right. Yes, I think this. I think this last this or that is going to really determine whether or not you are a mouse mom, or okay. or not. So oh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. This is I'm a lot of pressure. I'm nervous for you, Jen. I'm nervous for you. Okay, so let's go to Epcot for our very last question. Left or right? <laughs> Mexico or Canada? Where Mexico. do you start? Oh, where do I start? Oh, yes. which one do I like better or where do I start? Those where do you start? Questions. Do you go right or left? Uh, we go right. We're right people. <gasps> See, she's with me though. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're what right we? people. You, you know why? Because everybody goes left first. And if everybody starts in Mexico, then nobody starts in Mexico. <laughs> no, I don't know where that is. That was like a math. Step of the, if everybody's special, then nobody's special. No, that's, right. that's new math. Yeah. So we've always been, all three of us have always said Mexico, 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 but then started doing Canada for the festivals for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. We had mm -hmm. our reasons. I don't remember them now. But I the really do. Food. I'm starting to agree with you. That. Yes, I I, I find joined, that I joined Team Canada, man. I was already there, but I really joined Team Right. Yeah, I think that by the time you get back to Mexico, if you unfortunately are doing all of Epcot in one day, which I don't ever recommend anybody ever do in their entire life, it's the dumbest decision. That's just dumb. Right. Um, but don't hold that. Um, I mean, sometimes you still have to do that, right? Like if you only have four park right. days and you want to do all of Epcot in one day. Um, by the time you get to Mexico, it's a lot less congested later on in the day, whereas everybody else seems to go the opposite way. And I find that the Canada UK area is jam packed later on in the evening. So it's really just a crowd thing for me. I and it's and you know what I better have, way like, to what better way to start your day than with a Guinness? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. See, why are you talking to me? My watch, it's like she's been quiet this whole time. Then all of a sudden she's got an opinion. Okay, that's, that's what I want to do. I think this um, is the breakfast of champions. Yeah, I, you know, and I do a lot of run Disney events. And so I have done, this is, this is a great story for you guys. I'll tell it quick. I have done the full marathon at Disney. And then I have um, used a shower wipe, uh, like a thing that you use to clean up and change my clothes with my friend, Sarah changed our clothes in the bathrooms um, by guest services at Epcot and then spent the entire day drinking around the world. And we did not get back to our room until after illuminations. And that is you know, the only way you're going to get me to run and run Disney is by <laughs> promising me <laughs> good drinks yeah. and food at the end of it. And we got, we got back to our room and we were like, we have been up since two 30 this morning. And, and we just, and we were both, um, were we both, after 40 yeah we were both like 45 when we did this and we just had the best day ever so you know i'm just saying if you can do that you can do anything right yeah that's half registrations coming up soon <laughs> yeah <laughs> will you be running i'm running the 10k in january if it happens um i'm not doing princess this year um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hopefully going to be there marathon weekend. Fingers crossed. You know, I'm, I'm still dubious on if the whole thing is even going to happen. So we'll yeah, just, well, like we all are with everything right with now. Everything. Right? I'm hoping yeah. to be there for the princess half. I have not 
fully committed yet, but I'm hoping Have you to. done it before, Juliana? Never. Oh my gosh. Well, I have about 8 billion videos about it, including <laughs> the one that the last year when we did it, which ended up being the last Disney race for a minute, who would have known, but the 2020 Princess Half, my friend Coral, I drug her into it and it was her first half marathon. And so that whole thing is like, I think so inspiring if you've never trained and never done it. And she's still to this day, she's, we'll be chatting. She's like, I can't believe we did that. I'm like, well, of course we did. So I'm excited. Yes. Well, I will definitely check out all your videos on Run Disney and potentially show my husband the DVC ones. We'll see. <laughs> but it's been so nice chatting with you. I hope we can talk again sometime. Yes, I would love it. Thank you for having me, you guys. What an honor. I'm truly, it was awesome. a great way to spend some time. Absolutely. Jen's going to give us a mouse tip. Yes, our mouse tip of the day is very easy. Just go and check out Jen's YouTube um, and her website. I've posted on the bottom here, jenlaforge.com. We'll, we'll make sure we post it on all of our social media also. And check her out because we think she's pretty awesome. And, you know, mouse mom number four. Absolutely. <laughs> Yay, thank you. They like me. <laughs> So thank you, everyone, for spending another episode with us. <clears throat> Jen, again, thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, <clears throat> for the latest news out of Disney, don't forget to visit our blog at Mouskamoms with an S blog.com and join our group on Facebook at Disney Planning and Chat by Mouskamoms. And we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening and having a drink with us this week. Tune in every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for new episodes. Mouska Moms are avid travel enthusiasts and our podcast is sponsored by Kingdom and Cruise Travel. If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website, kingdomandcruise.com, and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel. These traveling moms are signing off. And remember... Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Here I see. See you real soon. Why? Because we like you. Hey.